Hi, good morning and welcome to the latest episode of the Estate Agents Podcast, Kickstart 2020. I'm joined as ever by Stephen Brown and Luke St. Clair. Morning, boys. Good morning. Good morning. How are we? How's the week been? All good. Very busy. It is, isn't it? And that leads us nicely into today's topic. Um, We've uh, recording just between ourselves this morning um, and um, it's really sparked from a blog that was released by Sam Hunter and the guys at Home Search about getting the most from your team. And I think that certainly, you know, we've had conversations off air, Stephen and Luke and um, our peers, um, partners and Stephen, your clients up and down the country are reporting a huge upsurge um, in applicant registrations, valuation volume um, and general activity in the market since the general election result and more importantly, the new year. I know that you're finding the same, Luke. Yeah, no, de- no definitely. Um, definitely seems to be renewed interest in uh, house purchases. So from people that have maybe been sitting on the fence thinking, do I, don't I? Uh, maybe the parents have been kind of been helping them to be a bit cautious maybe the older generation and uncertainty but no uh, our mortgage advisor uh, has been has never been busier Um, and just an interesting just an interesting tale on that Um, and I think this maybe sometimes seems whether or not I'm doing an unjust uh, summary of mortgage advisors up and down the country I'm sure there are some (laughs) great ones but um, well I know uh, mortgage Mike in um, N2 um, listens so yeah. uh, I'm sure I'll get a okay. comment from him. I'll get a phone call from him. I'm not going to tar them all with the same brush, but, <laughs> and this, this will uh, make Stephen smile. If you get on the phone and just ring clients and introduce yourself as a mortgage advisor to people that are viewing through the agency that you're working in or maybe have registered or your vendors, you will book appointments. It's, it's, there's nothing complex and we've got a great new mortgage advisor. He's only just qualified, great dad called Greg. Um, so hello to Greg if he's listening, but he, he's going to be absolutely storming the mortgage market in 12 months time. Um, and all he's doing is picking up the phone, introducing himself and people are booking in to come and see him. And yep. someone asked him what his secret sauce was the other day. That's a, that's, that's a tough one. So simple, um, isn't it? So simple. Pick yeah. up the phone and, and speak to people and introduce yourself. Yeah. yeah, but I think, again, I think going back to Andy's point, that just shows how receptive people are now to actually listen um, and take on the help from people. Because an interesting statistic that came out from um, our mortgage advisors is 20% of people can't borrow any money at all that went for a mortgage appointment in the whole of 2018. They haven't reduced, produced any figures for 2019 yet, but, but of all the people that went for a mortgage appointment in 2018, 20% couldn't borrow any money whatsoever. And then 40% of people couldn't borrow as much as they thought they wanted to or, or first thought they could. So that's really interesting. Um, Cause time wise, I can imagine um, everybody's running around like a blue ass fly. Um, having people properly qualified is going to save you so much time um, and make a massive difference. I remember I was doing a training, um, some training, and um, one of the agents, um, he booked, booked somebody in to see four properties. It was a million pound house. Um, yeah. took, him to see the, took him actually to see four houses. Um, the guy absolutely won, loved one of the houses. 
and um, he made a phone call to the owner. He said, fantastic news. I've got an offer for you today. And the guy said, that's great. What's the offer? So he goes, I've got the asking price of a million pounds for you. So the guy goes, oh, that's absolutely amazing. Um, can you tell me a bit about the buyer? And the guys and the agent said, uh, well, what do you want to know? So I said, well, well, what do you mean, what do I want to know? So well, I presume you financially checked him out, haven't you? And, you know, he's got a mortgage arranged or he's a cash buyer. And if he's got a mortgage arranged, who is with him, what his deposit with. And there was just silence at the end of the telephone. And he said, oh, I'll come back to you. He then got his mortgage advisor um, to, to call the guy. Guess how much he could afford? Probably about seven fifty or something. Uh, well, take off seven fifty from a me, and then you'd be closer to the truth. Quarter of a million. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Do you know what? I mean, it's it's not for me to comment on how other people run their businesses or their offices, but um, we certainly don't even present an offer to a client until it's been financially qualified and and the chain has been fully sourced. It's um, you know, I know some agents will put the offer forward subject to the, the, the necessary checks. I just think it's a waste of time. Get the checks done. Uh, so, you know, spend time qualifying the client. And, and, and as you say, Stephen, if you can do that qualification process well in advance at applicant registration or viewing stage, then you're, you're ahead of the curve when it comes to um, procuring offers and, and presenting them to the clients. But I think one thing that was, you know, obviously really important has come out of what you said, Luke, is that I think sometimes, um, you know, we, we chastise negotiators for being reactive, you know, in, in a rising market or the buoyant market we had two years ago, the phone was ringing off the hook, deals were landing in your lap and you weren't really having to graph for it. It was very reactive estate agency and not proactive. In the same way, mortgage advisors can be the same, isn't it? So how's it working in your office, Luke? Are you giving your negs the opportunity to book the appointment at registration stage? And then if they fail, your, your mortgage advisor's mopping it up? And how, how does yeah, that work so with your team? Is he then going so, back again, and training to the team? Precisely. I mean, it's exactly how, how, how you're describing it. So um, so we'll take the Cannon Park branch uh, as it stands, because that's where Greg's based. Um, and the Megs uh, and negotiators are given the opportunity to try and either pass the lead across if they can't book the appointment, because sometimes you physically can't just get that bum on seat um, to use a... Uh, an industry phrase but um and, and they'll try their hardest and it could be that there's unique opportunities through the mortgage advisor such as natwest they don't pay a survey fee whereas if they go direct to natwest so they have all this information and and so, some of the bits that we've started to incorporate now is when we were over in san francisco we were at coldwell baker weren't we Stephen? Um, and their mortgage advisor had two, three minutes where we talked about what's going on in the mortgage market. So what are typical rates when it comes to buy to let? What are typical rates when it comes to residential? Are there any exclusive deals? And also about stories about how they've helped clients. So it could be that because a client had a lot of outstanding credit cards, which that they couldn't borrow the money from nationwide but they could borrow the money from xyz bank so again it's it's giving them that that kind of information so that they can best help the clients so, but if they can't then the mortgage advisors like in the background as a bit of a safety net them calling through those clients uh, and seeing seeing if he can help and he's booking appointments but then he's given that feedback as to what it was that one thing that helped clinch to get that client in to come and see him brilliant Excellent. You know, Stephen talks about systems and processes all the time, don't you, Stephen? Do I? Do I? Never. Never. 
Um, but yeah, so I think having a little video now, maybe weekly video going out with your broker, just letting people know what's happening is something that I would be looking at doing to educating everybody. So educating your first time buyers, maybe educating your buy to let investors, um, just little people knowing, you know, interest rates are cheap. And again, I think this week it came out that potentially interest rates are going to go down again, um, which who knows, maybe it make money a little bit cheaper. I don't know. Um, but, um, you know, again, there's opportunities out there. But what's, what I imagine is happening is people are running around like crazy um, and they're not going to have time to do all the things that they should be doing. And I think one thing people need to remember, you may be mad, mad, crazy now, but what you do in the next 30 days is going to have a big reaction to what happens in the next 60 to 90 days. You know, so the one thing I would definitely keep focused on is doing that prospecting for one hour every day um, and making sure um, that you're incredibly focused um, and just doing that. Because, you know, it's great now if you're having loads of appraisals, you're agreeing loads of sales. I think um, it's going to be easier, um, hopefully, to, to agree sales. It's going to be, I think, you everybody needs to get their hands on deck to actually get some instructions. Um, because I think the way things are going, um, people are going to be moaning very soon that they don't have any properties. So now is the time to be on the phone, speaking to everybody. Um, being very proactive, trying to get those one-off deals as well. So really knowing who your hot buyers are, focusing on those. There's still plenty of opportunities to do one-off deals as well. Um, but try and get some stuff on the market in the next 30, 60, 60 days, 90 days as well, Andy. 100%. I mean, we talk a lot, don't we, um, on this podcast about feast and famine. And uh, generally, the feast and famine scenario comes in when we're, we're not doing those basics and prospecting on a regular basis. Um, you know, for me, this is my second full week back um, in the new year. Um, I don't think I've left the office on time once um, in the last fortnight. It, it's it's manic um we're finding uh but you're, you're absolutely right uh, you know do the basics right so i've i've been staying back in the evenings um going through my prospecting calls obviously january is uh, i've got lots of annual callbacks where people are just looking for price advice um they're getting the home search report i'm seeing in the evenings when i get my report through how many times they're being opened and then you know, it's generating additional conversations for the following day but it's it's absolutely critical and i think one of the things that um sam mentioned in 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 the blog that he did was um, to allow your staff the flexibility, um, you know, to to make those calls and do it on their own terms, as long as you can see the productivity is there. I think um, one of the things that that might worry some of, of of the old school managers, Luke. I know you're in, incredibly progressive in the way that you you manage your team, um, is to give them that freedom and that flexibility because they'll know their clients, they'll know the best time to call them. And and if that means, you know, giving them the flexibility, diary permitting to come in at 10 o'clock and, and stay until seven o'clock one evening to to do a phone out, then it, it, surely that's something that we should encourage, isn't it, Luke? Um, providing it works with the business, then, sure. then yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because if if that allows, I don't know, let's say for example, if that allows uh, someone to take their child to school um, that wouldn't normally be able to take their child to school, and it means they've got to pack them off to the childminder or something, um, then then those moments mean a lot. 
um, I always look back and I didn't take get the opportunity to to take Jack to school very often but those moments when you did take him to school or when you could pick him up from school were were great um, and and it, even if it's going in a little bit later because I don't know the school has got a bit of a school fair um, or they've got a, a play um, or, or just spending a few extra moments in the morning just have a bit of breakfast with them rather than rushing around and, and they and people will come to come to appreciate that and and that's where you will get the loyalty from from colleagues and you develop a bit more of a family um, because we spend probably more time at work than what we do actually with our own partners and families back at home apart from sleeping obviously so what was really interesting luke is you geared up most probably over the last six months to be um fully staffed whereas a lot of people yes. were um sitting on the fence waiting to see what happens and i'm here yeah. what i'm hearing is is in the job market now is um there's a big shortage of quality um candidates and people are going crazy at the moment. They're all recruiting, yeah. from what I've been told. Um, and everybody's gazumping everybody else because they want to get people in now. Yeah. So, Stephen, um, you're not wrong. I've, um, I've had six phone calls. Um, I probably had six phone calls in the entire of last year, people that were um, possibly looking to, to recruit me into the, to, to their businesses and, and, and discuss opportunities with me. I've had six phone calls um, so far in 2020. And I think that you're, you're absolutely right. There is a huge shortage um, out there of good quality. Um, and of course, Luke, it's, it's because of people like you who are gearing up your business six months ago, um, you know, to, to plan for this, uh, that this situation has arisen. So we'll, we'll all be tapping up your staff soon, Luke. <laughs> well, if you listen back to the previous uh, kickstarts, Mike Day made reference to it, Ian White made reference to it, where it's those agents that have cut it right to the bone that will then be or can't react because they're, they're so stressed out, they're so, they're so uh, understaffed that they're the ones that they're good agents, but they're perhaps the ones that are maybe going to struggle. Um, because they can't then cope with the influx of an extra 20% valuation inquiries. They, they then can't handle that in the right way, so their standards start to slip. Um, and going back to your original question at the beginning is, how can we make sure that our teams are all firing on all cylinders when it comes to dealing with the, the upturn in the market that we've seen? Um, and a lot of that comes to making use of that morning meeting first thing in the morning or last thing at night or partway through the day is just taking that 20 minutes half an hour to to make sure that everyone's goals and uh, and visions are aligned with each other yeah i think it's important to have that focus and you know what we're talking about staff luke i know that one thing you touched on it a moment ago one thing that you are a big advocate of is it's not all that you know not all staff are coin operated they're in you know the, the the incentive for them to work and deliver is is not always financial like you said it can be that late start that early finish the opportunity to um nip out to go to the school fair or the assembly or the birthday assembly or or whatever and i think that's you know it's it's incredibly important for um managers leaders business owners to understand what makes their you know staff tick and and allow them that flexibility and, 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 and empower them with that, that level of trust to, to get the job done. Because, you know, we're in that, 
kind of honeymoon period now, aren't we, where it seems to be coming all very, very easily. But we know that in six months time, the market reaction to that from a consumer perspective is going to be, well, houses are selling themselves. Why should I pay you X percent when Budget and Scarpa down the road will do it for that? And of course, if we're having those meaningful conversations, if we're having those early conversations, building that rapport, as Stephen says, generating and harvesting our 90 day business over the next 30 days, then, you know, the, the, the fee's not going to be objection uh, because the trust will already be there and, and already be built up. So um, I think that's really important, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And um, also, just just think about those things that you can be doing with your teams outside of the work environment. And because it isn't all about uh, selling houses, it is about building that team kind of spirit, that team ethos. And if that's a, a community event, so um, Sasha Martins, though she did the litter pick, get involved in a community litter pick. Um, and brilliant, they all met outside her office, yeah. didn't they? Uh, and which is which is great because it's part of the community that you're in and if that community starts looking better because there's less coke cans uh obviously other soft drinks available and crisp packets and all of those kind of things then then everyone starts to feel better about it and that's the, the environment that we work and live in but we did our company uh, meeting yesterday we do it once once a month we got everyone to give them an update on the figures for 2019 as to how we did but also we we've got a diary of community events the next one being the 8th of march which is a swim marathon um and we're hoping last year we put one team in a team of four this year we're hoping to put in three teams a total of 13 people um to raise money for um for about half a dozen local charities um 30% of it goes overseas to Zambia and and 10% is for emergency aid relief but it's all good fun as well it's about raising money but then it's good fun in the whole team building so think about those kind of things that you can be doing in your local community to a help the community but also build the team team spirit brilliant advice as always Luke and in closing what I'd like to say um, from a, a manager's perspective and, and to all those business owners is don't forget that simple act of kindness that that thank you it's a it's it's two words very short very small but the the effort and the reward you can see it in your staff's face you know when you can see them putting in that additional um, effort when they're going the extra mile when you know that things are tough and they're stretched don't forget to um, a acknowledge and b appreciate what they're doing um, I think that goes a hell of a long way with anybody in any walk of life not just in business but you know when somebody opens the door for you to to, to enter a store or you know or, or, or can see you're in a in a hurry and allows you to jump them in the queue when you've only got one thing and, and they've got a week's worth of shopping it, it's just that you know attitude of gratitude tom panos talks about it all the time and and i think that sometimes when we get stretched i'm probably as guilty as anybody in, in the office the pressure's on um just taking two seconds out of your day to to say you know well done Catherine. i really appreciate what you've done thank you for that it, it, it was an outstanding effort what do you think, Steve? I just take it one step further. If somebody does something absolutely exceptional, I send a thank you card to their home, um, just to say thanks very much. I think what you did was exceptional. You know, you went beyond the call of duty. You went the extra mile. You did this. You did that. And um, you know, those little things make a massive difference. You know, we don't receive a lot of posts these days, 
um, and then to get something handwritten that's personal from your boss, from your manager to say, you know, thank you for a job well done. I think it sends an um, incredibly powerful message and also it's a lovely thing to do. Always a brilliant supporter of the written word. I know that um, we receive in your mastermind group, Stephen, cards from you on a regular basis. And, and I know that that makes us feel uh, incredibly appreciative. So great advice as always. Guys, thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Estate Agents podcast. Uh, myself, Stephen and Luke will be joining you again soon with more special guests to kickstart your 2020. Don't forget, if you like the show, like what you're hearing, please refer and recommend us to industry peers, family and friends. We really appreciate your time and attention. Thanks for listening.